Going live. The other person could have it to a red mark or a scratch. Hey everybody, this is David Kohlmeyer, the Problem Solver. Thanks so much for joining us today, Thursday, 4.30 live every single week. We are on Facebook and social media. Um, welcome to the Problem Solver. I'm a retired police officer of 17 years. I am helping people now, not in uniform, and I'm working with different problem solvers, different nonprofits, leaders in the community, lawyers, doctors, um, nonprofit leaders, you name it. I'm working every single week to help people solve problems and to also share and educate people about different nonprofits and social services that are available um, in Clark County. Um, we have a website, uh, which is a progressive web app called theproblemsolver.vegas. Um, if you look quickly on your screen or if you're driving and you hear this, theproblemsolver.vegas, as we go through it real quickly, a bunch of tabs, resources, um, people looking for employment for resources, different nonprofits, uh, people that are homeless that need help. We have the uh, podcasts that are weekly that are showcased as well um, on the Problem Solver app. If you have any problems, uh, you can click on the top screen where it says problems. You can actually literally click the button and put in what type of problem you're having, whether you got arrested, accident, injury, you need a wheelchair, whatever the situation may be, you need clothing, housing, filming information, myself or other problem solvers will get back to you and we will basically get you the help that you need. Thank you again for joining the Problem Solver. Today, we have some special guests. I have uh, John Williams to the left of me, who's my co-host. Hey, John, thank thanks for joining today. I'm glad to be back, I tell you. Thank you for inviting me. John I was recently on for the Wheelchair Foundation. He's helping people with wheelchairs, getting it out to the community. And since he's doing such amazing good work in the community, I wanted to bring John as a co-host time to time to talk about what he's doing and to bring other nonprofits. And today in front of me, we have Brandy Kirka. Thanks, Brandy, for showing up today. Yes, thank you for letting me be here. I'm really excited to be part of this. So Brandy's with Conquer Paralysis Now, which is a nonprofit for the last, you said, 21 years, right? Yep. And uh, I just felt that you're doing really good things in the community, so I wanted to bring you on the show, talk about what you're doing in general. I always think it's great when nonprofits come on the show, they educate me, so when I speak to so many different people, I can say, oh, go here, you know, go over to Paralysis Now, you know, go to this location, or you need a wheelchair, get with John Williams, or you need an attorney, go over here to... You know, the Defenders or Richard Harris or different attorneys. So it's just I, every single week I'm gathering so much and I'm just putting it back out to people. So tell us, Brandy, first of all, just a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally? I'm from Littlestown, Pennsylvania, which is a little town in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. <laughs> what brought you out here to uh, Big Vegas? Um, actually to work for Sam Schmidt. Okay. Um, my background is in exercise science and ad adapted physical activity. So really working with the special needs populations and um, on a whim, I put in an application for a job in Vegas and got a phone call and they weren't hiring at that point, but had had a guy that was hiring and um, got connected with Sam Schmidt and he brought me out to Vegas for about 10 days to just meet him and um, learn about him and what he's doing and I couldn't say no and I uprooted and moved you gotta, to Vegas. <laughs> you got to tell everybody about Sam Schmidt. It's a story in itself. Mm -hmm. He should be on this show also someday, but tell us about Sam. Please. Yeah. Uh, Sam was an IndyCar driver um, and wrecked and was paralyzed from the neck down. Um, so he's quadriplegic now um, in 2000. 
And while he was in the hospital, he had great support. He has amazing family. Um, he had very good insurance with being a professional athlete and the whole IndyCar community backing him up. Uh, while he's in the hospital, a lot of people around him did not have that care. Um, and he just, he started an Indy Lights team, which is kind of um, like the minor leagues for IndyCar, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, and a foundation to help support people with spinal cord injuries and to find a cure, all while he was sitting in a hospital bed. <laughs> How many years ago was that injury? Um, in 2000. Um, and when he was initially injured, they told him he was going to be on the ventilator to the rest of his life, put him in a nursing home, no point to even bother with him. Mm -hmm. um, and his family fought. And while he's still in the hospital, he started just going for it and getting back to, to life. How old is he now? I don't know if he wants me to say that. <laughs> older, older gentleman? Younger or? than me. I think he's about 56. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so is he better? Is he in a wheelchair now or is he? Um, yes, he's still in a wheelchair now. So uh, he's paralyzed from the neck down, so no function in his, wow. his legs or arms. And um, over the past 21 years, he has not slowed down one bit. And <coughs> um, he actually is a, an owner of an IndyCar team um, wow. involved in a lot of different businesses and travels about 150 days a year prior to COVID. Slow down a little bit now. Um, but he hasn't really let anything stop him in this time. <laughs> you know, uh, John as well, you know, we take life for granted. I mean, even like my dad, I think he's your age, he's uh, 75. You know, it's just the truth is you're lucky to wake up in the morning and even if you got a little bit of a back pain or something, but there's people in a lot worse situ situations. Mm. I mean, I couldn't even imagine neck down, you know. Mm. Um, wow. Why don't you talk about Tierra, how you and I have a mutual friend in Tierra. And I think um, David would like to hear this too. Yeah, so this is how uh, me and John got t connected. Um, Tierra, I had met before we even opened Driven, which is a program of Conquer Paralysis now. Um, and I was just out at some events, kind of getting to know the community and I ran into Tierra and met her. Um, and as we were starting that Driven program, uh, she offered to kind of be part of our startup and train with us and help train our trainers as we were opening our doors. Uh, so she was actually one of our first clients. And um, during this time, she's she's made great progress physically. Um, she's gotten some control of her arms and able to do things more independently. Uh, but in that time, she's also started a few businesses, bought a house and made it fully accessible for herself and also became a board member for Conquer Paralysis now. How did she get so. injured? The car accident, she was going up skiing to Utah, and uh, mm. they got in an accident, and she never thought she would make it, and, uh, and her and her dad, her dad was okay, mm -hmm. and uh, I think, I, when was the uh, fundraiser, about a year after the one that I, when I met her, actually? I think it was 2019. It was 2019, but she can actually move her hands now. She came over over for dinner, and she actually moved and did some activities, and I, that floored me. I mean, she, you guys must do incredible work. Those wheelchairs that she's in, <clears throat> they must be about thirty thousand dollars, twenty-five, thirty thousand, right? Yeah. Minimum, minimum. She has to lean back in her chair, what every twenty minutes or fifteen minutes yeah. to get the blood circulating. So she's got to go back. She goes, excuse me for a second. She goes back, and she's, I don't, I can't remember how long she was back. She comes out, and she starts over again. <laughs> was she the driver of the accident? No. Her passenger? Dad. Yeah, dad. passenger, yeah. You got to be so careful, even as a passenger, you know, these days. You know, statistically, I think the passenger is more likely to get hit as a driver. You know, you don't see the right side of the passengers. Mm -hmm. I know even when I was a police officer in New York City, 
for some reason, it always came up that I was always the, in New York City, you'd be the <clears throat> operator, the driver as a cop, and then or the recorder. And the recorder would use like the radio and figure out where you're going, but the, statistically, yeah. the recorder would always get injured or hurt as a police officer. So um, you gotta just be so careful as a passenger more than a driver these days. So she is now, what does she do with um, Driven Neuro Recovery Center? She's part of that? Uh, she was a client of ours first, and then she actually uh, joined our board this year. Okay. Um, so she's also helping push push our message out there and just do greater things in the community. Okay. So tell us a little bit. Okay. So um, tell us a little, I guess, more about the conquer paralysis now. What exactly do you guys do in the community, specifically in Vegas? Um, so... Just a background on conquer paralysis. Yeah. Now we we started in 2000 while Sam was in the hospital, and it 2000. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it was originally for um, finding a cure for paralysis and really supporting research that was out there. And we've we've seen a lot of amazing progress. We've put about 18 million towards that um, in this time. Uh, we've seen rats walk and a, a lot of cool things, but we really want to to cross that over to to humans and really push that side. Um, so in 2018, um, I was working for Sam. I was his assistant. Um, trainer, a little bit of everything <laughs> for about five years. We still don't know what my job title was for that. Um, but we just got to talking. A lot of people in the community were reaching out to him and outpatient therapy wouldn't take them because their injury level was too high or their insurance wouldn't accept it. Um, and that was kind of my background in my field of, of what I wanted to work in. So we just kind of had a conversation and we want to fight for that cure, but it's, it's not where we want it to be yet. Um, so we need to work on helping people now. So what there is a cure or treatment um, that we're, that they're able to, to move forward with it and their bodies are ready, their minds are ready. Um, so we opened a program here called Driven Neuro Recovery Center, uh, which is located in downtown Las Vegas. Um, we opened that in 2018 and it's a, a fitness and wellness center for people with disabilities. I think I passed by actually, is it more was like by Bridger? Yes. It, yep. And it's uh, on the, it's like, and I remember driving down to the left-hand side or something. Yeah. Right so across we, from Las Vegas Academy. You <coughs> know where that is? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I actually thought when I passed by it, um, cause I know there's an apartment building, I think right next door, like yep. a, a mid rise. And I just thought it was like an unusual location for that. And I passed by and I think I knew somebody that went there too. Going back to what you just said, did you say that they were doing research on like animals or? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the research, but that's been done. It's been on, on rats and they've seen a lot of progress. And now was that done locally cross. here at this place? Um, no, it was it was supported all around the, the country okay. and the world. Um, but that wasn't being done in Vegas. No, we were um, putting forward uh, money to help researchers okay. to, to move forward the progress. Um, here, Driven was started here in Vegas, so that's uh, fully local. What's the uh, ho holistic approach? I don't, don't understand how that goes yeah. into that. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of parts to Driven. So um, part of recovery is physical. You have to get your body to where you want it to be but the other side is is the mental side and the the social emotional aspects so uh, we don't just target the physical side uh, for for recovery we all target the whole person um, so with our center uh, we have an accessible fitness center where everything's wheelchair accessible and just had has the adaptations for for people with disabilities we have a yoga studio where we do chair yoga classes or um, different things in there and we also have activity-based training which is um, a fitness-based approach to uh, recovery um, so it's very intense, uh, very time intensive, and we're really pushing to help recover the neurological system. Um, we also have um, support groups, um, an in-house counselor. Uh, we do socials. We do um, educational workshops. So if they're interested in certain areas like CBD or um, adaptive driving, whatever it may be, we bring in a professional to come educate them on it so that they can get involved, do it safely, whatever it may be. 
Um, so we really try to, you know, look at them as a whole person and, and find what their needs are so we can really make their recovery. So you have a family support too because sometimes the family that wasn't involved in the accident, it's really mentally hard on them, mm -hmm. physically hard on them, financially hard on them. So, I, you know, that must be terrible to have a loved one that needs so much help. Yeah, we, we try to provide services for um, the family and caregivers as well because it, exactly their their life was uprooted. So much has changed for them. And, you know, oftentimes it, they focus on their family member, their loved one that was injured, um, but their life's been offered, off, altered so much that, you know, they forget to take care of themselves sometimes. So um, we do offer services to them as well. They're, they're able to go to the support groups, able to get counseling, um, able to use the fitness center. We'll, we'll even have our trainers work with them if they're interested in, um, to help them do certain exercises to strengthen, you know, if they need to transfer, they need to have strong backs, different things like that. Uh, the trainers will work with them to help them, you know, get a program that can help them in the future. Just to recap, so the nonprofit is an office here in Vegas. Yeah. And is this, are there different chapters throughout the United States? Um, at this point, we're just located in Vegas. Got it. Um, so the research, we do connect with people around the world. Um, but as for the, the driven portion and, and where we're located, we're just here. Um, hopefully, eventually, we can change that. But for now, uh, Vegas is our start. All right. So the nonprofit basically exists here. And then you've, you guys opened the Driven Neuro Recovery Center, which is downtown. And people will go to that location. And what's taking place there? Is it it's rehab specifically more? Like, tell me, if I walk inside there, what am I seeing? Yeah, and that's what I was just kind of touching on. It has a little bit of everything um, to really help the person. But the, the main focus is the activity-based training, uh, which is, you know, really one-on-one, two-on-one, sometimes three-on-one training with these clients. Like, um, like physical therapy? We're not physical therapists, so we definitely aren't allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but our, our trainers are more uh, exercise scientists, kinesiologists. Okay. So it's more of a, a fitness-based approach. But it Fitness is a, therapy? Yeah, kind of along, along of those it. lines. Um, so basically you're doing different things to help people in regards to people that are paralysis, have paralysis. Yeah, and we actually, um, we switched over to the name Driven opposed to just using Conquer Paralysis now there um, because we are open to all disabilities. So we didn't want to, to limit it to just the paralysis side of things. Um, and with, with Sam, he's so driven that we just went, <laughs> went with that name. Um, but yeah, we, we work with all kinds of clients. So we have spinal cord injuries, strokes, brain injuries, multiple sclerosis, uh, cerebral palsy, um, just, we don't turn anyone away regardless of if you know, the amputation situation. do you do help there too amputation yeah we can work with those as well you can yep so anything in regards to um to open disability how does it work social security medicare is it just open in general i mean it's a non-profit so do you need medical insurance uh we don't take insurance at this point uh since we aren't physical therapy or kind of the standard of what of what's known in the it's kind of out of the box right i mean it's kind yeah. of okay and insur kind of insurance, yeah, insurance likes their box and we're kind of yeah. outside of it. Um, but that is something that we're trying to work towards is how to fight to get in that box to get that support. Um, so we are private pay, okay. um, but anyone who can't afford the services, uh, we work with them um, to get them inside. So we don't turn anyone away due to their financials. Um, that's where our foundation is still coming in. They're, they're supporting research, but it's also raising money for scholarships for anyone who needs it to get in there. I just can't figure out how, David, somebody can afford a $35,000 wheelchair. I don't care how much money you make. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <laughs> how do they, what's the bottom line? They can't afford it. They only make 20000 a year. How are they going to get that $35,000 um, 
Are there grants or there? Well, we don't do the wheel si wheelchair side of it. We but just, where do you recommend them to go for that? Um, we try to connect them. There's different wheelchair vendors in town. So if they do have any form of insurance, um, a lot of times their insurance will help to an extent. Um, if not, we do have people that donate wheelchairs to us um, that will try to get them connected. Um, and we do partner with some of the, those vendors in the community. So if we know someone in major need, um, sometimes they'll even donate a chair to them. Or we work with groups like yours. <laughs> you know, we collect electric wheelchairs about one to two a week sometime. Mm -hmm. So most of them need batteries because there's so much money. Mm -hmm. and, and so you guys take electric wheelchairs, used ones, I can donate them to you? No, that, that's not our primary, just if so one of our So where would clients. I donate, say if I get an electric wheelchair, like I, I will, where should I put that? I have my foundations I go to now, but I want to know where I should take it for you. Um, that's not our primary focus. So we just, if, if ha someone has a wheelchair that they want to donate, we'll reach out to our clients to see if anyone's in need at the time before we accept the donation. Or if it is, you know, a really good chair, we'll, we'll kind of hold on to it and, you know, wait for someone to need it. But, um, unfortunately we don't have a lot of storage room at this point, yeah, so we can't sure. take too many. Uh, we just try to make the connections in the community, um, that are necessary. But I did hear rumors, David, you guys might be looking at a, a bigger building. Uh, we're, we're definitely interested in, in continuing to grow. How, how big do you need? Um, we're, we're trying to figure out what would kind of be the next steps in the future. Uh, currently, we're right under 8,000 feet, and we're outgrowing our space. Um, so we have some wait lists to get in there. We've, we're actually starting to even like take over our yoga studio <laughs> to, to try to get some additional equipment in there. Um, we have some very advanced technology, and a lot of it is very very large and takes up a lot of space and you know wheelchairs we have to have everything ada accessible um so we are looking at you know what could be next steps in the future and you know who who all would want to be included in a, a jump like that john what were you thinking in regards to the space what were you thinking in regards to the space well i'm looking for a space too and but i my space i'm like storage for, right? like yeah a thousand square feet yeah you probably need you know, 50,000 or 30,000 or 20,000. I do know quite a few people that that can help you if you want me to, you know, look around. And uh, I mean, I can't take it because I don't have the money to pay for it, but there is space out there that's very reasonable for nonprofits. And uh, I can talk to you about that too, that's why. Oh yeah, yeah. Most of the stuff is you're saying private pay, but I mean, even the rent down there isn't it expensive. I mean, is it the how much? Like, so if I have a disability and I want to, oh, I need to pay private pay to get. In, I mean, what is the pricing? What are the fees? Uh, we have different rates. Um, so there's monthly costs. We try to get everyone on a, a consistent program. So um, we don't want you coming like once every three weeks. You're not going to see any progress there. Okay. Um, so with once a week, you're looking at close to three hundred dollars a month. Um, and then it kind of works its way up from there. Um, but like I said, it, it's private pay. Um, if they can afford it, they pay that. If not, um, they fill out a financial application. Uh, we have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them to figure out what their specific situation is. We don't want to, you know, make this lose their make them lose their homes or their money to try to get the recovery. Um, so we will work with them on their situation and figure out what they can afford to get in there. Um, and we really take everything into consideration of you know, who's living in your house, what expenses you have, who else you have to support in your Evaluate home. Evaluate the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, if you have a newer injury, you are more likely to see progress on the front end. So, you know, we try to get you on as much as possible. So um, it's really a case-by-case -case basis, but we that's the great thing about what we do. We, we don't turn anyone away. We know when they have these traumatic accidents that they lost their job, 
their their loved ones has to have to lose their jobs to take care of them and it puts them in a bind and we don't want money to be the reason that they're not able to take care of themselves what um how many people would you say on a daily basis are going into the location uh we have about 60 a week that are coming in 60 people a week mm-hmm. uh, most of the people are involved in car accidents are they injured from car accidents or how are they mostly injured um, it, it's a big range. So car accidents is always a, a very common one with the spinal cord injuries, um, brain injuries as well. But um, some of them are, you know, like strokes or MS where um, it just kind of happened. And um, on the spinal cord injury side and the brain injury side, uh, car accidents, gunshots, um, sometimes it's just freak accidents that you would never even expect. Um, so we, we have quite the range. Um, you know, even some are from birth. You know, you just made me think because I just got a text message before. You know, if people get injured, you know, while it's a, a commission of a crime, there's the victims of crimes. Mm-hmm. Do you get any money from that if someone's injured? Can you use any of those monies? Yep, we do have um, support for some of our clients from victims of crime. Um, same workers' comp. So there are some ways around that, that people can get funded if they have, you know, other alternatives. Because I know if it's specifically, I, actually the other day someone called up with a car accident and I was trying to help them out. Oh. And I was looking it up to see, but it really has to be like a commission of a crime. Like, I don't even think, like, I guess hit and run could be one thing. But there's a lot of hit and runs in town, and people are getting injured. Mm-hmm. So you deal with a lot of people that are injured, unusual injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, uh, maybe share, like, two or three. Can you share some of the, we're not going to talk about names, but maybe share about some of the people that are there, that unusual stories that happened to them that, that you're helping? or some. The next step, I would say, is, like, what are success stories? But if you want to share maybe two or three people that you, um, what maybe happened to them and how you're helping them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to give too many details about yeah, specific. You, you leave a little bit out. <laughs> um, specific cases. Just to give an idea because I think you know it's, it's interesting because in the beginning when we talk about the program, like driven neuro recovery, I, most people just don't know what it means. You know, what I'm saying even myself, like what exactly do you do now? I pass by the location, so it like it hits. Yeah. And I know somebody I think who's in a wheelchair that has like a stroke, and I think he's been there before trying to get some help. So if you could just paint the picture a little bit, of maybe two, three people that. Are, that what happened to them in some regards and then mm-hmm. how, what kind of treatment or what they're doing and, and they're feeling better or success? Yeah. Um, one of our clients was in an accident and um, was paralyzed, um, had very little function kind of below below the waist, kind of not very much core either. So um, had trouble with really sitting up for too long or, you know, transferring in and out of his wheelchair. Um, he's been with us for about eight months now. Um, and since then, um, he's made really good progress. He's got a lot of core function back. He's able to transfer himself, um, so he doesn't need as so much support on that end. Um, but he's also now uh, taking steps with braces on his legs. Mm, um, awesome. So at first, he was not able to use his legs whatsoever when he was in there. And now, uh, with some braces, he is actually able to, to walk. Hmm. Um, so has made really amazing progress here. Someone like that, are they, are they going like every day or like twice a week or? Um, that one's about five times a week. Okay. Very <laughs> um, committed to get better. Yeah. So that's why we try to get people in there as, as much as they possibly can. Um, you know, even if we go to the gym one day a week, we're not going to really see much progress. Um, so we try to get them in as much as possible. And, you know, even regardless of financials, we have different options, um, like weightlifting club where we have a couple trainers who can really support a, a bigger group of people and, and help them progress. So we try to offer different things to get them in, you know, as, as often as possible to, to really help their progress in there. Okay. Um, um, we've also, we have a lot of just interesting stories of, you know, we, we help a lot on the physical side where we're, we're seeing people walk again. Um, you know, he was kind of sharing a, a bit about Tierra oh, where, yeah. um, you know, at first she was using a, a sip and puff wheelchair and, um, 
we got her out of the sip and puff. She's in a hand controlled wheelchair and now she's able to, you know, feed herself, uh, you know, hug her kids, use her cell phone um, and just be more independent. Um, and that was, you know, amazing for her. And, you know, she's really she's really progressed since since she's been around. You know, I text her and she texts faster than I do. <laughs> and she does it with that in, in the little like a pencil in her mouth. Unbelievable. She's fast. Yep. <laughs> um, but then on, on the other side, we were also seeing people um, go to college for the first time, go back to work, get their driver's license, uh, start dating again. So we're seeing a lot of people just not only making that physical yeah. progress, but they're, they're trying to get back to life and, you know, just figure out what their new normal is, which I, I hate using that term with, you know, COVID hearing it so yeah, much. No, but, no, no. Um, you know, they found it, found a new way and they're just trying to do the best that they can. And, um, you know, we even had some that have tried to start their own nonprofits now and try to, to give back and help in other ways. You know, I know the mid-rise that's next to you. Do you find the people are trying to live near that area because it's easier to get access to the location if they're going there monthly? Uh, that's why we wanted to be downtown. We knew there were options for people to be down there um, to More live. Accessible. Yeah, it was kind of the work, play, live atmosphere. Yeah. So um, people could easily get around. They can go out to lunch afterwards. Um, so we do have some clients that are coming in from from nearby where they can just roll right over. So that does make it convenient. Um, but then also we're, we're seeing people go out afterwards. So they're going out with their wife afterwards to a, a dinner date or, you know, going and checking out Fremont afterwards where they haven't really been going out or socializing since their, their injuries or their accidents. It's so interesting because like, I passed by the location and I went to the mid rise. I, I knew somebody there. Um, it's just funny to put it all together now. Cause you know, you just drive by a location, you have no clue what's going on there. And I, in the beginning, when I, I think I saw driven on there, I'm thinking like it's some type of driving program. You know? That's a police officer there. <coughs> they scan when they drive. They look and so I, it's interesting because I was like I really would get confused of what that was, and I wasn't sure, you know. Yeah. Um, because with the name and there's some programs in the police world, you know, for like crime prevention where you take um, young kids and they put on like these goggles where it looks like there's alcohol. And then they make believe that you're driving. So I, I, I literally thought it was some type of program, like, you know. And sometimes these names get confusing to the average person. Like I said, I passed by several times. I had no clue what was going on there. It's amazing to know what's taking place there now. And I know in the different the areas there, it's, it's a little bit residential, I think, to the east of it. It's got to be great for people, you know, close by. Like, mm -hmm. it's probably better that it's kind of downtown than it is up in Summerlin, where more people... Um, I don't want to say transient population, but I guess it's more accessible, like buses and it's more centrally located, yeah. right? Like if you're coming from Desiden or Eastern or something like that, and if you're coming from another area, I guess it's centrally located, which is actually good. And yeah. it seems like a nice street in general to actually have it on. Yeah, and that was a big part of it is, you know, Summerlin doesn't want to go to Henderson. Henderson yeah. doesn't go to Summerlin. So now we're just right in the middle for everyone. Um, but a lot of our clients do take the RTC or public transportation to get there. So we wanted a space that was really easy to get to for, for anyone. Do you guys do fundraisers? Yes, we do. Like what? Um, so we have um, two major fundraisers a year. We actually have one in Indianapolis uh, coming up in May, and it's also a virtual uh, event, so anyone around the country is able to join. Okay. Um, that's one of our biggest ones, but it's, it's right before the Indy 500. So um, Sam owns that IndyCar team or partial owner in IndyCar team. Um, so we do it at that, and that's our biggest one for the year. Um, so it's a, a big gala. We do auction items, raffles, um, wine packages. So it's oh. a really exciting event and just really share our story and the progress that the clients are making. And um, it's a great event. And then typically we have one here in um, the fall in Las Vegas. Um, so we've done fun things like Speed Vegas in the past and um, try to get a little bit more active. And then we, 
we do different things throughout the year. So uh, we're looking at ways to partnerships with local gyms and, and create programs there. Um, and then some of the car clubs are interested in, you know, helping us, you know, do fundraisers, uh, golf outings, things like that. So uh, we really try to get involved in as much as we can and find as many different ways to raise money. Um, we don't want to just rely on clients paying or, you know, just one funding source. So we write grants, we do events, we um, find annual donors, a, a little bit of everything. And they're the ones who make all of it possible to keep this running and help all these people. You know, I think it's amazing the, the stuff that you're doing. There. I just, you know, again, the reason why I wanted to start the problem solve was just to get information out because a lot of people just don't know about these different nonprofits. John's doing wheelchairs, you know, you're working with people that are disabled and just people just don't know where to go. Now, my big thing over the years, even when I was a cop doing community policing, was United Way, which was 211. If someone calls 211, United Way, and I say, look, I'm disabled, I need a place to get me better, I have no insurance, would they refer me to you? You familiar with 211? We've tried to reach out to a lot of groups like that. Um, sometimes we make connections and then they leave and then it kind of gets lost. So um, we're not getting referrals from there right now. So um, we would love that. Love that. We should definitely set it up in general. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's <laughs> both. Kind of of we can do it. Yeah, we have yeah. to set it up because I mean, that's the only thing that's out there. I mean, technically these days that refers people for social services. Mm. I think there's an email. You just have to send in exactly what you need and then they refer people. Yeah. Um, I just think not, not enough people and also probably gyms. Probably the biggest thing is really doing news releases and, and, and educating the public that you exist because I'm assuming a lot of people do not know. Mm-hmm. Just to recap, I know you sent me some pa- paperwork. Um, I just want to read it. So Driven Neuro Recovery Center is Nevada's only accessible fitness and wellness center for people with disabilities. Corner of Sith, 7th, and Bridger, uh, downtown Las Vegas, become a sanctuary of self-improvement for individuals with spinal cord injuries and other physical disabilities on the physical, mental, and emotional levels. From victims of brain injuries to children with muscular dystrophy, Driven offers an equitable fitness environment for all, including activity-based training, wheelchair-friendly strengthening and cardio equipment, weightlifting club, and accessible yoga classes. An extension program of Conquer Paralysis Now, Driven's nonprofit nature, offers financing options and some services even for free of charge such as counseling and support groups. I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's funny. We just talk about when I read it here. It's like, wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. So I wanted it's to read it's that. It's hard to do the elevator pitch because there's so much to share. <laughs> I mean, anyone that's disabled needs to basically go to you. Whether they have money or not, there may be, I kind of feel like more, like you mentioned, uh, John, like more of a holistic approach where you're doing things a little bit out of the box, a little bit or different strategies because you're not really technically doing physical therapy. Mm-hmm. You're doing different things <clears throat> more, I kind of feel like saying, I said it before, fitness therapy. Yeah. Is that such a thing? Yeah, that, I just came up with that's, fitness That's therapy. kind of what it is, yep. <laughs> and we do collaborate with the physical therapists in the area, so mm-hmm. they, they fully support what we're doing and understand, and it's a great option for, for them because when they have a client, they don't want to just send them home after their insurance runs out or they plateau and they can't come any come there anymore. So um, it's been a great relationship for them to be able to refer people right over to us and know that their their patients are going to get care after they leave. Um and with that, um, insurance has been a nightmare for a lot of these people when they're getting these major accidents. Um, Sam, for example, when he was injured, he had six months of inpatient therapy. Uh, now, uh, prior to COVID, they were looking at about six weeks of inpatient. Um, prior to, or after COVID, I've actually had some conversations recently, and it's as short as two weeks. So someone with a major stroke, a major spinal con- injury, they're getting sent home two weeks uh, where they're barely recovered from their, their surgery, let alone getting any rehab or, or improvements. And, you know, their family has to adjust. They have to get an accessible home, uh, wheelchairs, all this stuff in such a short amount of time. It's nearly impossible for them. 
Um, so, you know, driven is one of the options that, you know, when they do get sent home or um, their insurance runs out after even outpatient therapy, this is where they can come and no matter how long they've been injured or what their situation is, um, we can we can help for as long as they want to be there. I kind of feel like you need to really set up housing nearby to have like a contract with that mid-rise next door, you know, just so if someone needs space that you have some type of, you know, group rate or something. Yeah. Maybe that's more reasonable. I mean, I know it's hard, it gets expensive, but it, it's a good way of saying like, hey, you need six months to be going to Driven and then live right next door. You know, like I think that you need some type of housing situation. Do people ever bring that up or not really? I mean, if you're very committed, I mean, you don't want to go far away. Yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely something people are interested in. The transportation is always one of the hardest things. and Just to get to yeah. the location. Yeah, sometimes their their ride doesn't show up or, you know, they get sick and can't take them and then they just can't come for the day. So um, we've, we've been trying to figure out ways to, to help people with the travel side of things and to be able to get there. Do you have a bucket list of, of what you need? <laughs> because you're talking to one guy here, David. He knows about every nonprofit in town. I mm -hmm. know about every nonprofit in town. Like right now, how many wheelchairs you need? I can, I can donate as many as you need right now. I usually don't do foundations and businesses. Mm -hmm. But for what you guys do, and my big thing is permanent use. And of course, it's going to be basically permanent use. Mm -hmm. So what, how many wheelchairs you need, I'll donate them. Uh, brand new in a box. And mm -hmm. I think David and I together can help you on your bucket list. Tell me a couple things that you think what do you guys need at the foundation? I know money. You can always come up with a list in I, general. We can work on it. Money's always one right now. Money's <laughs> we know that. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the biggest things is we just need more awareness. A lot of, like you were saying, a lot of people don't know we exist right now. And um, there's so many, you know, different people that could be referring over. And we've connected with a lot of the PT groups and doctors. And uh, we do have a good stream of coming in. But, you know, we just want people to be aware that we exist. So if they, if they do need the help, that they know who to turn to. What about equipment? Do you need, are you missing any equipment that you really need right now, but you can't afford it? Oh, uh, we, have, we have a wish list of equipment, of course, as well, too. So we work towards grants or different things to try to get those. But um, we're always trying to have the, the latest and greatest technology, um, you know, for these people with the paralysis or contractures or, or different things. Sometimes just manual movements are, don't always work the best for them. So we like to add electric simulation, vibration training, um, locomotor training, different things like that to see how their body's responding best. Um, so we're always looking for the latest and greatest equipment. Uh, we actually just got a, a grant recently um, and are getting an anti-gravity treadmill um, in our location. Mm. And I think there's only maybe like one um, anywhere else around Southern Nevada. So How, how does that work? Um, it's a treadmill that has kind of a, a big bubble around the person's legs and it can take up to 80% of the gravity off. Um, so if someone does have some function in their legs but can't really support their body weight, um, it can help take some of that weight off so that they're able to su su successfully do the walking. Do you take donations like clothing or... Um, is that not, probably not a necessity? Yeah, at this point, we, we don't take donations like that. We try to connect with other organizations and foundations. If somebody needs something. Um, so if our clients need something, we just send them over that okay. direction. I think the bottom line is that um, I think that um, if we connected with some public relations people that do like these news releases and so on, like I deal with um, Ruth Furman, who's with um, Image Words, and then I have Leslie LaGuardia with LaGuardia Media. There's Jennifer Bradley that basically does public relations as well. Um, three key people that are locally in the community, if, if they could come together and just to get awareness and 
do news releases. I think that would be amazing. And I think it comes down to United Way. I think the two-on-one, I mean, that's the main number to people that would call. Of course, we'll have this show here that we can get out. We can boost it to people. We can, be, we can boost it where it says that if someone's disabled, right, if they could pop up in the screen. I mean, this is the new billboard is the iPhone or your Android, whatever you got. So we definitely can get the message out. <coughs> um, any other new uh, programs that are basically coming or anything else new in general? The bottom line is if you're disabled, and it's amazing that if you don't have any money or if you have some funds in general that, that your place is a major place. Is there any other organizations that are in town? Of course, we're, we're talking about yours, but are there other organizations? I mean, not that you know nonprofits are competing against each other because everyone's working together. I mean, do, do, are there other nonprofits that exist helping people in this capacity? No, and that's why we recreated it. We wanted to fill that gap here. Okay. Um, so no one here does it. There are places around the country that do the training style or, or similar things. So we kind of have a unique <coughs> program with all the different services that we offer. Um, but we are uh, partnered with Next Step. Um, they're originally located in California, but have branches around the country and actually some um, even internationally. And uh, that's who we do our training with, who is making sure that we are doing the, the latest and greatest on the research with the training. Um, and we're partnered with the Christopher Reeves Network. Um, okay. They have the Neuro Recovery Network, which is, you know, they're constantly updating research and protocols for spinal cord injuries and neurological um, conditions. So there are places around the country that are doing this kind of training, uh, but not nearly enough. And there's many gaps uh, in, in major cities all over the place that don't have this kind of service. You know, years ago, before I came out to Vegas, I'm actually going to be here 20 years now. I think it's like February 7th. But I saw Christopher Reeves when he was in a wheelchair okay. in New York City, Madison Square Garden. He came out and he's, you know, with the tube, like, yeah. and he was talking. And it was just, it was so sad to see the situation. This guy's Superman, right? You know? Superman. And uh, he came out. It was very inspirational to see him. I mean, this guy was still trying to fight in nonprofit and trying to help. You know, it's amazing. A lot of people that get sick, even like Michael J. Fox and yeah. different people, like whatever their illness is, they try to become kind of like the brand ambassador to help the nonprofit. Sad to say that someone that's a celebrity has to get sick in order to for them to back that specific nonprofit helping people. But I know Christopher Reeves was doing a lot. And then I guess stem cell therapy, which is new. And mm. um, yeah, and that's a lot of what Sam does, too. He just, you know, had all the support when he was injured and and saw what people are growing through. So he really wanted to push that and uh, make awareness in the community. And he does have a, a platform with, you know, the IndyCar team and being well known in the community. Um, and since he's been injured, not only has he done the nonprofit, but over the last few years, he's actually partnered um, with Aero Electronics, uh, which is a lot electronics company in, in Colorado. And they created a Corvette for him that he can drive with his head. Um, <laughs> oh, I saw that, I think. Yeah. So we'll have to show you the video for that. Yes. Um, but he, they took a Corvette, put the adaptations in it to get him to drive. And um, since then, he uh, raced. He went over 200 miles per hour this year um, with his head. <laughs> um, he also did like Pike's Peak Hill climb with the like 153 turns up a mountain, raced Mario Andretti. So um, he's really trying to show people that you can you can keep going. You can get back at it, find something you love, find something you're passionate about, find that reason to wake up in the morning. And he really tries to push that message. And um, he'll go visit people in the hospital prior to COVID and mm -hmm. them not being allowed in the hospital. Um, so now it's Zoom calls um, where he goes into their hospital room and, and gives them that tough love of, hey, you have your arms. Like, 
You can do something. Yeah, like come on. You can, you can do this. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is, you can get out there. You can, you can get over this hump. It's going to be hard. But, you know, something that can't come from a, a mother or a, a spouse. They don't know what they're going through. But, you know, Sam has that, you know, personal connection where he can really go in there and say, you can do this. You just have to find, find your reason to get out of bed in the morning. Do you have any nonprofit events coming up or fundraising events or anything like that? Or? Uh, yeah, so we have the event in May. So it's a, it's a virtual gala. And then we also have um, a large watch party in Indianapolis. And this year, uh, we're actually going to do for the first time a watch party in Las Vegas as well. Um, and so that'll be May 26th. And then uh, in the fall, we also will have a uh, event here as well. well you know, what? I saw something. Oh, no, good. I saw something that said you help people with Parkinson. <laughs> I don't know much about Parkinson. What what is their, what is it a mobility problem, or can they walk with Parkinson, or how do you help them? Um, it's one of it's a degenerative disease, so um, it it's. I know it's Michael, like David said, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So I couldn't relate how you guys can help like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, so that's everyone's different kind of in their injuries where, you know, okay. a spinal cord injury, it happens and you are how you are and you can make progress from there. Um, and then there's the degenerative diseases like uh, Parkinson's, uh, multiple sclerosis, okay. ALS. Uh, we're not going to, you know, completely fix you and make the, the disease go away, um, but we can help prolong uh, the side effects. Um, so with Parkinson's, it causes a lot of the shaking and, yeah. you know, trouble speaking and um, doing exercise and, and keeping your strength and really working on your neurological system can help prolong some of those side effects mm. um, and keep you strong enough to be able to walk or, you know, still transfer yourself. And like, like diet? Do you help them with diet? I'm sure a lot of vegetables and fruit. Yeah, yeah, we don't have nutritionists um, on hand at this point. It's something that we have considered adding in the future, um, but our... Our trainers are all, you know, exercise science based and they have a uh, nutrition background. So we, we will share, you know, some basic recommendations okay. and try to encourage a healthy lifestyle overall with our clients. When you say virtual gala, like what is that? How does that work? Yeah, unfortunately, it always used to be in person. And then when COVID hit, everyone had to uproot everything <laughs> and find a new way. Um, so we create a virtual gala where um, we film everything and people can just watch it from their homes. Okay. Um, we it worked so well uh, we have people all over the country that support us and you know when we're just in an indie event or just in a vegas event only so many people can come um, we found with the virtual event we can tie in all of our supporters and share our message with so many people um, so now we kind of merge the idea together and do a hybrid so uh, we still have the virtual gala so we can be sharing you know the stories of, prog of progress of you know what the clients are doing or you know, the next big thing Sam's working on and, you know, where all the funds are going that people are donating to us. Um, but now we're also doing watch parties where we still have the event in Indianapolis and Las Vegas and people can watch from there and um, be part of the auction and the raffles. And mm -hmm. um, so we really try to be as interactive as possible and get everyone involved. Sam lives here in town? Yes. And is he at the location a lot or? Yeah. So he, he trains with us. Uh, he like I mentioned, he travels quite a bit with, with the IndyCar team and, and other things he's involved in. Um, but he, when he's in town, he comes and trains a few days a week with us and um, meets with some of the clients or, you know, helps out with things here and there. So so he, is he actively like helping train other people or, uh, or is it more inspirational? Uh, more inspirational. So he, he's the one getting training. So um, he's constantly trying to take care of his body. You know, there's still hope that there's going to be a cure one day. So he's doing everything he possibly can to be taking care of himself, maintaining his health. Um, you know, that's also, even if you're not going to get up and walk again, 
uh, it's very important to be maintaining your health and making sure that you're not getting osteoporosis or uh, pressure sores or a lot of these secondary conditions um, because then you're you know stuck on bed rest for six months or so um, so he comes there and trains and makes sure that he's taking care of himself and um, most recently he got involved with doing an exoskeleton. <laughs> so uh, for higher level quadriplegics, there's nothing out there like that where they can get up and, and walk in an exoskeleton. Um, so Arrow um, also partnered on that and actually got him up and walking and he danced with his daughter at her wedding um, last year. I mean, year. that's where they go inside like a... Um, it's kind of like a robotic walking suit. Yeah. Um, but he has no control of his core, his upper body, his arms. So there's never been anything for someone with a high level injury like that. Uh, so they actually made something, and he got to go go dance with his daughter at, oh, at her wedding. Does he time. have it, or did, was just using it for that one time? Um, it's it's that driven, so he still trains in it, and um, it's good for for exercise therapy. And um, but he's able to use it for different events. So he walked at the Indianapolis Speedway and walked across the yard of bricks, and um, got to stand up and talk to Mario Andretti. So. Um, He's done a lot of, of cool things in it, but it's also a really just good way to continue exercising. <coughs> That's amazing. We're going to have to look that up. I have a video from Sam Schmidt pulled up. It's like oh. a three-minute video. It's his uh, racing debut, if you'd like me to pull Yeah, it. I was actually going to ask to, to, um, to pull up maybe the website of the location. Why don't we do this? Why don't we play the video a little bit? We also can pull up the website of your place just to go through it as well, just the people, viewers. Show us what you got right now, and then we can watch the screen and talk about it as, uh, as it goes on. Because this is the first time I've heard of him specifically. I'm not a race guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, the, the Corvette that was created specifically for him. Um, so it uses an infrared camera. So as he's turning his head, he's actually steering, steering the car. And then that uh, straw in his mouth is actually a sip and puff. So when he's uh, blowing, it's the gas. And when he's sucking in, it's the brake. And he can make it go as fast or slow as he wants. Um, you can adjust, you know, for going straight 200 miles per hour, they can make it. Um, a little easier where his head doesn't turn and he turns the car too far. <laughs> um, but then for, you know, Pikes Peak Hill Climb where it was that windy turn, they can make the, it really sensitive so he's able to make those quick, fast bracing turns. The pro how does he, I mean, not to go into this whole financial situation, how can he afford, I mean, does he have funds available that he was very successful? Because all this stuff costs a lot of money. Uh, uh, he has been very successful in his life, and he is, you know, still involved in a lot of businesses and the, the IndyCar team. Um, but this is actually something that was co covered by Arrow. Um, so it's an electronic company, but they they want to help people, and they wanted to share that they can solve problems and, and they can help in different ways. So um, this was actually their idea to do and got connected with Sam. Um, and Sam's thing was, I will only be involved if I get to go over 100 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, you never lose a racer. <laughs> it always stays with you. Um, so Arrow actually covers the cost of this, and they didn't even patent the technology that goes into um, making him drive with his head. Um, if someone wants it, they will give him um, the, the technology and, and the access. They just want to help people. So it's amazing. Yeah, they've been an amazing company and an amazing supporter for us. So. All right, so we're going to show the website of um, your location, Downtown Driven Neuro Recovery Center. So people can see the website, see where we're at. At least we get to see it. We saw a little bit about Sam. Like I said, I didn't know anything really about him. So that it was actually interesting to see. It's amazing. Um, the store controlling the car. It's pulling up. What are the hours in general? So is it Monday through Friday, the location? 
Yeah, really? currently we're open Monday through Friday, um, nine to five, and then we're also open on Saturdays um, <coughs> from nine to two. Uh, so we know it's a little harder for some people during the week to, to get a ride in there. So, And we are looking at potentially expanding our hours soon. Just we are getting so busy and we want to make sure that we're able to take in as many people as possible. I'm going to have to come and see. So anyway, we're on the website right now. Of, what's the website? Driven? Uh, DrivenLV.org. DrivenLV.org is the website. So if anyone's interested, anyone that's disabled that wants to go down there, schedule's open, they're willing to work with you. Um, the website is um, active right now as we're watching. And if you're listening... You're getting the information um, by audio. Map of downtown. We said it was, again, 7th and Bridger. Um, any issues about getting down there, whether it's transportation, you guys will work with them or help them to get to the location as well? And we'll, we'll try to get it connected with the, the services where they could get rides down there. Okay. Um, and you, here it says basically you can call to book a tour. You get a tour of the location. We should go down, John. You've been inside? No. We should no. go down. and We should go together. Yeah, and absolutely. It's really hard to understand what we do until you've been in there and really see us in action and yeah. you know, seeing people working their hardest, you know, while they're in there. And, you know, it's open to anyone to come for a tour. We want people, you know, clients to come in there and, and really see what we're doing. But if people are just interested in, in what we're doing and have a passion for it or just curious, you know, we'd love to get people to stop by and just see what's out here in the community. You never know when something's going to pop up and you or a family member might need this kind of service. I'm so glad to know, like I said, I talk with a lot of people that are in accident cases, yeah. the injured, um, that need help, didn't know anything about it. It'd be great to refer people to this place, um, especially I deal with a lot of law firms, you know, where people are injured. So mm-hmm. they're always like, I don't know where to go or what to do. And sometimes you know, a lot of these cases are hit and run cases where mm-hmm. there's no insurance and they don't have the optional uh, coverage, which is called UM or UIM. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have that extra coverage, they're, you know, they have to go through regular social services, you know. Or Medicaid and Medicare, Medicare. I don't know how much it covers, but I mean, it seems like you guys are going above and beyond. And especially, you know, with um, Sam seems to be, you guys are trying to do more therapy in regards to holistic or, I keep saying fitness therapy is what it sounds like. You're doing different things in yeah. regards to fitness, maintaining your health or nutrition and your body in order to be more productive, whatever injury you may have. And hopefully you feel better and get better. And then also, I guess, with, technology and also with um, health, um, what would you call it, I was going to say updates with health, it's kind of like technology, you know, like health, whatever the health new health trends are right? that, you know, whether it's um, the spinal cord or, you know. Yeah, we're always looking for the, the most advanced research technology, whatever we can get in there to, to help people as much as we can. So it's amazing. Anything else? Um, we have about eight minutes left what um anything else that you want to share um in regards to what you guys are doing any messages <coughs> sorry any message that you want to uh reach out to the community people that are listening people disabled anything that you want to share about your organization i think that john and i will come down and look at the locations that we do to help out i would urge you actually i like i think john and i are, are very similar we're up to challenges in regards to helping if you want to make a bucket list or a wish list of what you guys want from your nonprofit, i think john and i will try to help out um, whether it's finding another location, none of it's easy, but it's something no, that we could work on. We can work on it. And as we meet different people or as they come on the show, we'll say, hey, what did you ever hook up with, you know, the Driven Newer Recovery Center? You should go down to the 7th Bridge and you should meet with them. You should connect. And I think that's what happens. Just like him, he's talking about wheelchairs. He's willing to supply wheelchairs to you guys because it's more of a long-term need. Do you need wheelchairs? Uh, we don't in particular. Just if our clients do, we'll try to connect them okay. you know, with the organization. Who, who do, you, do you normally speak with John previously, or did you have another organization that you dealt with? How would you normally get them? Um, occasionally, people will donate them to us, uh, so we connect with some of the vendors in the area. So we'll sometimes 
kind of give it to them to get them fitted for their wheelchairs or whatever it may be. Um, or we'll just try to connect directly. So um, we also have to a mutual friend in Guy from Prentice. <laughs> yeah. And Guy is our communication we, back and forth. And, yeah. uh, you know, back, you went to school where? Back in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Okay. On your bio, you always was interested in this kind of work before you went to school? What brought, yeah. what made, did you know somebody that was in an accident or? No, most people, they get in this field because it was, you know, it hit it home for them. But um, I actually just started volunteering in middle school with um, kids with disabilities and just kind of fell in love with... 12 or 13 years old. Yeah, and I thought I was going to go do physical therapy for people with disabilities. And, you know, as I got farther in, uh, you know, physical therapy, they're doing the best that they can. But with insurance, it is limited with what they can do or how long they can keep people. And, um, you know, I really wanted to be that next step for, for people. So... Um, since middle school, I've had just just an interest in it. Yeah. Hmm. What um, what was I say? You know, it's interesting. We could go live as well when we're down there, like Facebook well, Live and stuff live like that, to get it out in general. Yeah. We could walk great. around depending on if it's okay with the people that are there, or if people want to share their stories when we go down there, we could film a little bit. Hmm. So I think that'd be good to get the message out, and we need to connect them with two one one with United Way so that people know. It'd be interesting right now, like after the show, we can call 2-1-1 just to see who they would say. We know Paul Thornton. He's the number one guy for 2-1-1. We did that with my wheelchair foundation, too, and it took a while for them to find the Nevada Wheelchair Foundation. (coughs) You got to keep a check. You got to do like a little bit of a secret shopper once in a while just to see what they say. Yep. Well, we'll make sure on that between us, too. So make a wish list for that. We'll come down. We'll take a look at it. If you need wheelchairs, then John can help out in general. Let us know, um, text us, you know, when you need something. The one thing that I want to share with with myself as the problem solver, I'm working with other problem solvers just like John is. Um, as a problem solver, I want to help out. I did community policing um, as a police officer for 17 years. So I helped homeless. I taught the D.A.R.E. program, the Dreams program. I'm always helping people in general, refer people to 211. Um, old cell phones, I used to refurbish and give it out to people that were domestic violence victims. So they would have phones in their home. God, if something happened, they would have extra phones available to call 911. So if you have people that are, that, that are injured, their accidents, whatever their problems may be, and you don't have a resource, i like if you actually reach out to John and I and say, hey, here's the problem I have. I have Frank who needs some help. In regards to people that have been in accident and injuries, if um, they need an attorney to get the compensation or because of pain and suffering and stuff like that, we have the Las Vegas Legal Network now, which is a network of different attorneys. Now, every attorney is a little bit different. Some attorneys will come out to the location. Some attorneys will go to your location, the nonprofit. Um, they'll meet them for coffee. Like there's different things that they'll do. Some will accept certain cases. Some don't. Some don't like slip and fall cases. Some just take car accident cases. So, I like to help anybody that's injured or in an accident that needs help. Um, I find that most people just don't know how to deal with attorneys. They don't know how to make insurance claims. And even myself, I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving specific legal advice. I'm just referring them to the right source of what to do. Even like today, someone got hit by a car, and I'm saying you need to make an insurance claim with the other person that hit you, not your own insurance company, so you don't have to pay the deductible and so on. So they, they're clu- everyone's clueless. Yeah. Unless you've been involved in it, you just don't know. So I like to put it out there as myself as a resource. I can, I'm always 24-7. I'm mobile. I can come out. I can help. Whatever I can do. Now, we have a new phone number for the problem solver, which is 999-1111. So there's like 911 for police. Yeah. And the problem solver is 999-1111. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Anyone can call if they have a problem, then we can try to help them out and figure it out. So we'll work together in regards to it all. John, as we finish up, anything else that you want to share or educate the public as they listen or watch us today? No, just thank you so much for coming in. Being 
you know, mobility is 15% of uh, mobility in the nation, well, Nevada, is mobility. Everybody thinks it's hearing or whatever. So that's 15% of of the Nevadans are disability. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yeah, it's very high numbers. (laughs) I didn't know that until today because I was doing some homework with you, Mm -hmm. uh, for you. And uh, uh, is there any other stats that you think we should know would blow us away? That that 15% blew me away, that 15% of Nevadans need mobility. Um, I think I shared it earlier, but the, the biggest stat that blows me away is, you know, about two weeks for, for some of these people with major spinal cord injuries, major strokes, that they're an inpatient. That's that's baffling for yeah. me. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the hospitals want to get you out of there fast. Yeah, and we know they're, they're overstaffed and stuff at this point, but even, you know, pre-COVID, six weeks was just, you know, not enough for the support that these people need. So again, I appreciate you, Brandy, for coming on the show today. I think it'll be a start of a new working relationship so we can help people in Clark County. Um, I know John is committed for all these years for helping people. And he, him, like myself, is, we're working together to help people in the community solve problems, whatever the situation may be. Uh, John's getting like wheelchairs and bikes and clothes and food. And we work with Project for Humanity, which is kind of my main source these days, because she's doing everything to help people in the community. Um, Shauna Gonzalez is really instrumental. She's going to have a new location, I think, over in Desert Inn by Sunrise Hospital, mm-hmm. which is a good spot as well, kind of downtown corridor, helping a lot of people in general. So I think but uh, it was us working together and educating people, I think that will help a lot of people. We'll come down to your location. We'll maybe interview some people, just get some exposure for you guys in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for me to know about it now because I I, I want to call 211 later and they're going to be like, I have no clue about you know Driven Neuro Recovery Center. So it'll be great just to get that on the books because that's the only thing that's really out there. And a lot of people still don't even know about 211. It's been around for probably about, I would say, 17 years, and people don't know about it. Um, and again, there's 911 for the police. There's 311, which is not emergency for the police. There's 411 for this information. I think there's 211 for like if there's a gas leak or something like that. What would I say? Uh, two, oh, wait, not 211. There's like 611 is gas. And then 211 is you know social services, which is United Way. And now the problem solver is 999-1111. So anyway, thanks so much for coming on the show, Brandy. Um, looking forward to working with you in the future. John, thanks so much for well, being thank a, you for having me. a co-host today. I love having you on the show. It's great to have some different people co-host and um, share and some wisdom. And I appreciate you asking some good questions and jumping in. So anyway, I'm David Colmeyer. I am the problem solver every single week, uh, Thursdays. At 4.30, we go live talking about different nonprofits, how we can help people in Clark County, uh, whatever the situation may be where you have a problem whether you've been involved uh, in, in a crime, if you've been in an accident, if you've been injured, if you need help, if you need employment, if you need housing, whatever your situation may be, the network of the problem solver is different people, uh, realtors, mortgage agents, um, credit repair people that help people. So whatever the problem you maybe have, you can call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Again, the number is 702-999-1111. Again, we also have the Progressive Web app, which is the problemsolver.vegas, which is an app you can go online, add it to your uh, phone, you add it to your home screen, doesn't take away from battery life, um, no memory space, it's great. Click on a few buttons, fill in your information. Um, you also can click the button and reach the problem solver myself or others. So again, I'm David Kohlmeyer, retired police officer, helping people every single week. Uh, I want everyone to be safe, be careful, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.